Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the episode of the Keep Getting Better podcast. I'm your host, Molly, and today we have Debbie on the podcast where we will talk about how to keep getting better at podcasting. So Debbie is the founder of The Offbeat Life, a podcast and website that helps individuals to ditch the cubicle to become location independent. Her main focus is to provide meaningful and effective tools that will make location independence a lifestyle and not just detour. So welcome to the podcast, Debbie. Thanks so much for having me, Molly. I'm so excited to talk to you. It's always a pleasure to to talk to you. And it's just, you know, Molly's always fun. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're always fun too. For our listeners, can you tell us a bit more about yourself and what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. So like Molly said, my name is Debbie. I founded The Offbeat Life, which is a website and a podcast. So the way I always describe this is that the podcast is where I share stories from inspiring people like Molly who really live the life of being location independent. They either work remotely or have an online business. And then the website is really where people go to to find resources. So when they're ready to take that plunge, we have the information that they need there. So I run that. I run the podcast, the website. I'm also a writer. So yeah, a lot of fun things that I do. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. Okay. So I want to know how you got into podcasting and when did you start all of this? Yeah, absolutely. So I started podcasting in the fall of 2017. And at that time, I was still at my full-time job, my my day job. And I was really anxious. I wasn't at a job that fulfilled me. I know a lot of people talk about the day job as something that they hate, they really want to get out of it. But for me, it was actually not that. It was just you know, it was okay. Everyone I was working with was really great. The people that I was working with were really great. Like there wasn't really anything to complain about. And I think that frustrated me so much more because if it was something that I hated, then it'd be like an easy thing, you know, like I'm just going to leave. I hate it, but no, it wasn't like that for me, but I knew that I needed a different purpose in my life and I needed to go into a different direction And that's why I started the podcast because I would travel to a lot of different places and I would meet digital nomads and location independent entrepreneurs. And I just really loved their story. And I wanted to learn more about that. And that's really how the podcast began was just for me to get information about how to start that lifestyle too. I love that. Okay. So did you start slowly getting into podcasting? When did you quit your job? How was all of that? I really started getting into podcasting, which is really funny. So I did my first interview, I believe the beginning or maybe even spring of 2017, but I had so much fears that I did not hit publish until (laughs) September 2017 because I just kept putting it off, putting it off. And I was like, no, I'm not ready yet. I need this, 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 X, Y, and Z, just giving myself so many excuses. And then finally, I was just like, Oh, my God, Debbie, you need to do something. This is getting ridiculous. You're stopping yourself from moving forward. And I finally just did it. And I was like, why the hell did I wait so long? And then I earned my first income the first six months of my show. Then I earned my first five figure month, eight months after starting. And then within a year and a half, I was able to leave my full time job to do the podcast and website and do other freelancing gigs as well. Awesome. So before that six month mark, when you had your first income, 
did you feel discouraged at any point? Honestly, no, because I didn't even know I could create income (laughs) from podcasting. So there was really nothing to be discouraged about. And it was so weird because I would go into these different types of, I don't know what it's like now, obviously, because of the pandemic, we Mm -hmm. haven't, you know, I haven't gone into really any in-person meetings where there's like a huge group of podcasters. And I used to do that before the pandemic hit. And it was so strange to me that every podcaster I would talk to was telling me like, you're not going to be able to make money now. Your downloads are too low. You're too new. Meanwhile, I would talk to my content creator friends who were not necessarily podcasters, but they were like bloggers or they did other content. And they were like, you can totally make money from this. You should do X, Y, and Z. So in some ways I was like, I, you know, I wasn't really thinking about the money because I was hearing it from other podcasters that I couldn't. But then I also had hope because other content creators were like, you could totally do this. But yeah, I didn't even know I could make money from it, honestly. Yeah. So would you say that most of the people that you help now are already business owners, or maybe they were like you in your position where you had a job that wasn't really fulfilling, but you wanted to do something else or a mix of both? It's definitely a mix of both. I've definitely helped both people. One, somebody who was like me who are still in their day job and they wanted to transition and make this into a full-time thing. Or it's a business owner who wants to create more income or leverage or authority and they want to use their podcast. I love that. Okay, so for the person who you know, maybe wants to take this seriously, And let's say that they're scared or nervous. What piece of advice would you give to them? I think that the best thing that you can do is to just try to create the best content that you can. Don't necessarily listen to people that tell you you can't make money from this. Because Mm -hmm. honestly, if I did, I wouldn't be where I am right now. And to try everything yourself and not to believe everything you hear, but to try it. Because sometimes what works for me may not work for you or what may work for you may not work for me. Because it really depends on our audience, the content that we're creating and really who we're serving, right? Yeah. So the I think the reason why I have had longevity with, with my, my, my podcast is that I just didn't give up too. It's it's a really long and hard road. It may seem like for a lot of people, wow, six months, you made money and then five figures, eight months. Molly, I started so many businesses and I learned so much before I got to that point. So don't listen to this and be like, oh my gosh, like that's so fast. No, like it wasn't. Like I failed so many things. And even right now, I'm still continuously failing. And there are so many more days of failure than days of wins. So you just have to kind of switch up a lot of your mentality to be like, okay, this is another thing that I'm learning. So for those of you who are just starting out, take those failures and really learn from them and bring them with you. Because I've like, I've made so many mistakes that I never make again because (laughs) yeah. I'm I'm going to remember this forever. Mm-hmm. So I'll never make this again. <laughs> exactly. It's been amazing to see your journey. I think I like, like we virtually met a few years yeah. ago and it, I just remember you like uploading all your episodes <laughs> and I was like, wow, she has like hundreds of episodes now. And so it's been really amazing to see how you've grown over the years. 
Yeah, it's so crazy. And it's so funny. Because I, I think we were in, we were, you were in that book too, right? Mm-hmm. Branding oh cookies. God. Yeah. Yeah. And I see all of the women that are in that book and I'm like, oh my God, everyone here is like a rock star now after like a year or two after we did that book. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. Right. So, yeah. It's, it's nuts. <laughs> it really is about just staying in, you know, and just doing the work and over time it's going to grow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So for someone, I'm curious about what kind of income you made when you did your podcast, like six months or eight months in, was it from brand deals? Was it from selling your own products? How did you monetize? Yeah. So I actually made most of my income with my business the first four years. I mean, I, I'm at almost five years now. And I had to do a lot of different strategies, a lot of income. I had to test a lot of different things out. And I let go of a lot of things that also made a lot of money because it just didn't fit the life that I wanted to live. So, but the first income that I ever made with the podcast was the sponsorships. And that's honestly, podcasters will tell you this most of the time. It's the hardest income that you can make from podcasting. You know, people will tell you there's a lot of different income streams that you can do. You can do coaching, you can do products, you can do digital products, you can do merchandise. There's a lot of different things that you can do. But for me, it was brand deals. It was through sponsorships. And that was the continuous um, income that I was able to make. And I still do it now. So I've had consistent income since the six month mark of my podcast and I've had a sponsor every single month since then. And that was because I knew from experience how to negotiate deals. And then I just got better and better. I talked to the right creators who knew how to do it. Um, And then I took their strategies and I added my own what I learned from podcasting. Because like I told you, Molly, when I was doing this, no podcaster that I knew was making income from their podcast aside from maybe like coaching, but they never Mm -hmm. did sponsorships. So I had to really learn all of this and I kind of had to tweak everything, get like things from other creators, but then I had to make it work for me because it was a podcast. It wasn't this. So it was, there was a lot of similarities, but also a lot of differences in how people um, saw podcasting rather than maybe like a blogger. And oh my gosh, Molly, it's so funny <laughs> because I would literally go to sponsors and they mm. would be like, so you're a blogger? And I was like, no, I'm a podcaster. And like four and a half years ago, five years ago, they were like, what's a podcast? And I had to literally <laughs> explain what it was. And now everybody knows about it. So I'm like, yeah, the struggle. <laughs> Yeah, I totally feel that. I can't even imagine, like, I don't think I was listening to podcasts back then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. So with your brand deals, did you have packages? Because I know some people do packages where they have maybe their blog or their Instagram, or did you solely just sell sponsorship ads? I never recommend for people to just sell their spot, like odd spots Mm -hmm. alone. You want to make sure you're creating multiple streams of income um, aside from from your your ad space on your podcast. And that's really how you can make more, right? With podcasting, Mm -hmm. especially if you're brand new, you can't necessarily ask for thousands of dollars just with your ad spots alone. 
But if you add your website, your social media, like if you have Instagram, YouTube, I don't know what else, like yeah. TikTok, there's so many things now. And if you have a decent amount of following or even just an engaged following, because you don't necessarily need like 100,000 people, as long as they're really engaged with you, that's so much more important. So that is really key to how you can create sustainable income with all of this, because I've negotiated deals where they thought they wanted the podcast. And then they were like, wait, we really love your website. What can mm-hmm. we do with that too? And then we added that. And then it became, you know, like from like a few thousand to now like double or triple that because now you're adding all of these different streams to it, different platforms to it. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> earlier you had mentioned that you have started monetizing without huge numbers. So for the people who might be listening to this podcast who don't have huge numbers in their podcast yet, but maybe they have a decent size following or a really engaged audience elsewhere, would you recommend when they contact these companies to focus more on like the other stream, uh, not other streams, other platforms they may, they may have? Or yeah, what would what advice would you give? So if you have a dedicated following already in one platform and you just started your podcast, I would always recommend hitting up that other platform that has more following. The reason why is because that has more leverage when in terms of negotiating with the company. Now, if you do want to get experience and you can tell your future uh, potential brand sponsors that you have had ads on your podcast already, then I would include that as like a, a sweetener to your negotiation or your package, right? And you could also say, hey, I have this website, we have 100,000 page views a month. And I just started this podcast. And you know, it's it's getting some downloads, like, you know, it's just starting out but because I have this dedicated audience they're also going into my podcast and I will include that for a specific amount of fee. And most of the time they will say yes to that because podcasts are super popular right now. And especially if it's like a platform that they know people will go to, especially if it's podcasting or video, you won't have a problem with that. Like brands will always love that. Personally, I just started like a YouTube channel and I'm already negotiating that. And I only have like three episodes and they're like, yeah, we're willing to pay for that because we love video and we could also Mm -hmm. use that for other things. So it's just a matter of whether it's actually usable for them, if it makes sense to the brand, especially if it's a product that you will need to like Maybe, you know, sometimes like visually it's great, but also like audio, like, you know, you could describe it, then it also needs like pictures or images or videos or whatever it is. And you want to also make sure that they go hand in hand, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because video is definitely everyone loves video now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you've been podcasting for a few years now. I don't know if you remember back to maybe year two or year three, but for people who maybe have been podcasting for six months to a year and they're not seeing the traction that they would like to see with their podcast, what advice would you give them now that you've been in this for multiple years? So first, really take a look at what you're doing and seeing what works and what doesn't because you want to evaluate, right? So Mm -hmm. if you've only started a few months, like I would say, don't do anything yet because you want to see that 
you know, it, it takes a bit of time. But if you've been doing this for at least a year um, or six months, then you kind of have a, a better idea of what's working and what doesn't. And also, that gives you a, a good amount of time to see if you actually like what you're doing. Some people, maybe you realize it's not for you. And some people, it's just frustrating because you don't see the numbers or it's always the numbers, right? It's always, always yeah. yeah. It's like you always get frustrated with the numbers. But at the end of the day, once you look at that, maybe there's a few tweaks you need to do. Maybe it's your style. Maybe it's, you know, who like your topics, whatever it is that you're doing, maybe you want to change that up. But at the end of the day, if you really love this, and if you want to do it, you should just keep going. Don't give up because there's been so many times, like I mentioned this before, where it was really frustrating for me. And I know what it's like, you know, for a few years, we were just at a not a few years, but for like a year, we were kind of like in a plateau with our numbers. And, you know, when I started getting sponsorships, I had about and I'm being very like, you know, honest here, Mm -hmm. I had like around 3000 downloads a month, right? Mm -hmm. When I was getting that sponsor. And then right now, we recently just hit over 20,000 downloads. So a month. So it's, you know, like, it takes a while to get there. But it will. And there was a year or two where we literally just stayed at the same place. And that year, I was just so frustrated. And I was like, what am I doing? Should I give up? And then it's always those times when you have those feelings and thoughts in your head, where I always try to push myself even more because I know something is going to happen soon. And lo and behold, like a year and a half later, we started not even, yeah, like after that year, we started really hitting our, you know, number goals. And then now, like, I can't even believe we hit the numbers that we have, because I'm like, this is crazy. So yeah, just don't give up if you really love it, because it's going to happen eventually, if you just work on it. But it's a lot of hard work. (laughs) I love your honesty. I love just the transparency, because everyone knows that, you know, it does take time. But yeah, everyone also wanted to happen, you know, last month, last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you said we a couple of times. I know that you have people helping you with your podcast. So when did you start having help on your podcast? So I employed my first, I hired my first assistant within the year of my podcast. Now, the reason why I did that was because at that time I was still at my full-time job mm-hmm. and it was really, really overwhelming. Like I was working eight to 10 hours with my day job. And then I would come home and work another like five to some sense, six days, um, not six days, six hours more because I ha- I wasn't, I didn't have an editor. Like I was so bad at editing and then I had to transcribe. I had to do all the marketing by myself. It was just really hard. And I was working seven days a week and it took a lot of toll in my personal life. That was not good. So I hired somebody and they helped a lot. And then six months after that, like a year and a half, yeah, like six months after that, I was able to leave. And then I hired an editor and then, you know, a few other freelancers to help out with, with the business, because honest, I couldn't do this without them. So mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot of work. Podcasting. You know, Molly. <laughs> Podcasting is a lot. I started my podcast at the beginning of last year and I dropped the ball like couple of times and I'm like okay I'm ready to have someone help me with my podcast because there's so much to do 
Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of work and it can get really overwhelming. Yeah. Okay. So for someone who is currently working on growing their podcast, I know that you have an Instagram. What do you think has moved your podcast the most or like grown your podcast the most or gone the most like listeners? How would you, I guess, basically my question is how would you, what advice would you give for someone who's trying to grow their listenership, but maybe doesn't have a strong platform anywhere yet? Yeah, so I think the best thing that you can do is get on other podcasts like yours, Molly. The reason why I say that is because this is where podcast listeners go to, right? I don't, mm-hmm. you know, it, it wouldn't make sense. Honestly, for me, it makes the most sense because I don't go to, you know, Instagram to find podcasts. I go to like iTunes and even sometimes YouTube to find podcasts. But again, that's not where you listen. But you have to really understand where they are, where they hang out, and you have to be there and show up. So getting interviews on other podcasts is the number one thing. Another one is to get featured on articles in like a listicle on the best podcast for that specific niche that you have, because that's where First, listeners find you. And second, brands actually find you as well. So brands for brand deals and sponsorships. So yeah, and then you could obviously go on platforms like TikTok, Instagram, if that's where your audience is. And then you could just see, honestly, it's just testing those platforms out and seeing where you hit the nail on the head. Because sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But also don't overwhelm yourself, like try one or two first before you like start doing TikTok. Mm-hmm. It, like it's, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a lot. I never thought about getting on those lists of podcasts, but that makes so much sense because I've made a list myself a, like a few years ago of other podcasts I listened yeah. to. Yeah. Do you have a strategy for getting on those lists, like networking with other people in your industry or just by getting the word out about your podcast? Yeah, so the very first one that I actually got was for Refinery29. And it was how I got that. It was so funny because I was I was looking at like articles on online of people who were doing like articles that highlighted podcasters. Mm-hmm. And, and I found a writer and she actually became my friend. It was so funny because I started following her and I was following a few writers just to see like, maybe I could work with them. And then I ended up following this one writer and we became friends. And then she was like, Hey, I would love like, and she became like a listener to the podcast. She was like, I really want to write about you and what you do because this is really interesting and then that's how it became a thing and then it's funny because I think her article became one of the first ones to like highlight podcasters in the travel niche and then a few more companies or not companies but a few other online sites that were really big started to start writing about podcasts when it started getting big and then they looked at her website and they pretty much just took all of us that was on that list and they put it on their website. So um, it, sometimes it, you just get lucky or not even lucky. I don't believe in luck. You just have to find a way and you have to be very strategic on your relationships and you have to be genuine in order to do that. So that one is to, you know, befriend writers, be genuinely like interested in what they do. Second, use um, Harrow. It's called Help a Reporter Out. That's another one. I'm sure you know about that, Molly. Yeah. Well, they they feature a lot of, well, writers ask, 
for people's input on specific articles that they're writing. And then, you know, you can find things there as well. I love all of these tips. I'm getting so many nuggets and I hope the listeners (laughs) are too. Okay. So I have a couple of more questions for you. What kind of doors did podcasting, podcasting open for you? So it sounds like you've made connections. You've helped a lot of people, you know, with podcasting. Did you have any, maybe like speaking gigs or things like that? Yeah, honestly, podcasting has been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Well, besides my husband and like family and stuff. Yeah. But career wise, podcasting has been the best thing that's ever happened to me. It really has opened up so many doors to things that I never knew could be possible. So um, before the pandemic, I was traveling a lot. I was getting paid to travel and interview people. It's funny because a month before everything shut down in the US, I was in St. Croix and I was getting paid to be there to interview somebody. And then I was coming home and like, it's so crazy sometimes when, when you're looking at your life and like, a few years ago, you were just wishing that this would happen and then you finally achieve it, right? And Mm -hmm. obviously nothing is perfect, but just having that gratitude when you see things come to fruition is a really great feeling. That's why I always tell people you have to take a risk, right? Otherwise you never know what your potential is and what you're really capable of. So it definitely allowed me more travel time. It allowed me to create content that I really enjoy and love. It allowed me to meet people like you, Molly, who inspire me and really push me out of my comfort zone and my boundaries as well. And it allowed me to find more things about myself that I didn't knew I could do. It's Yeah, it's so interesting because the podcast led to me creating my website, which is now like a huge part of it. And now like, I'm also a writer and I write for other companies too. And I love it. Like it, it's, it's pretty amazing. So it like just brought me so many different things that I didn't even know it would bring me. I just thought it would just be cool to talk to people like you. And then now it's like my whole entire life. So it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's so funny how it comes back full circle because I remember being on your podcast. I don't remember what year it was, maybe like two years ago, which is crazy because saying that makes me like time has flown by like so fast. And I remember being on your podcast and I was like, wait, Debbie gets to talk to all of these people and learn about all of these different things. And then I was like, why am I not doing that with my podcast? And now here we are talking about this. And as you're saying all of these things, and I'm seeing parallels in my own life about you never know what opportunities are going to open up for you or like where things could lead to, you know, I'm sure that you've pivoted a lot of times in your business, but overall, like you've stayed with podcasting, but you know, now you're also writing and stuff like that. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think this is another thing that I want to tell people because I have seen this with a lot of content creators when mm-hmm. you see other people do well, right? And you, for example, if you start with podcasting and you've been doing it for like a year or two and it doesn't seem like it's going well for you because maybe you've hit a plateau and believe me, I've hit that plateau and you just feel like giving up because when you work so hard at something and you don't see it come into life, like it just feels so 
like you just feel really defeated, right? And you want to move on to something. And then you see your friend maybe going on YouTube and they're doing really well. And maybe they just started six months ago and then they're blowing up and you're like, oh, maybe I could do that. And then you just start that and then you leave the podcast and then you go into YouTube and maybe it did a little well, but then it's still not. And then you see somebody go to TikTok and you're like, oh, it's a thing, Molly. Like I know, I know. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, it's a thing. Like I see this a lot with people and I, I, I do that myself too, because mm-hmm. I do have that shiny object syndrome. And this is why a lot of the other businesses that I started didn't work because I would be like, well, this isn't, did, this didn't work. It's been a year already. Why isn't this working? I just need to start something new. And what I realized, what I, what I really needed to do was figure out what type of lifestyle I wanted, what type of things that I really wanted to do. And I just had to keep going at it. And once I was good at that and that was working, then I could add something to it. And that's why we started with the podcast, then the website. And then now we're going into video after like five years of doing, you know, all of these things, because you really have to put a lot of work and effort into one thing first and get good at that. But that mm-hmm. has worked for me. I know other people have other strategies, but I feel like when I put my all into it, I really have to put my all into it because otherwise I get super distracted when there's too many things. So, right. <laughs> yeah, I love that advice. I always tell people or advise people to think about the lifestyle that they want to live and then what kind of business can support that because you can build so many different things. You can monetize in so many different ways. It's like figuring out, what brings you joy, what like you can do long-term so you can have that longevity. Otherwise, like you said, like you won't want to give up when you hit those plateaus, but what's going to make you keep showing up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, comparison and envy (laughs) and Mm -hmm. frustration and wishing things were better than they are. We've all gone through that. Believe me, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a thing. (laughs) It's definitely, all of these are definitely things. Awesome. So it was so great having you on this podcast. I learned so much. I hope that the listeners also learned a lot. I know that you have some resources. So where can our listeners find you online? And do you have any resources that you'd like to share? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to learn more about my podcast or to find resources and how to start working online, how to become a digital nomad or just, you know, location independent, which is my passion. You can go to theoffbeatlife.com. You can find everything there about that topic. If you want to learn more about how to start a podcast, you can go ha- go to howtocreatepodcast.com. And we do have a free resource there where you know we teach you how to get started as a podcaster. And obviously we have a lot of articles that you can find there as well. Awesome. Definitely go check out all of Debbie's resources. I will make sure to link all of that in the show notes. Thanks again for coming on this podcast. Thanks so much, Molly. That was so much fun.